Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. It's me again, Icy Robots. I'm not a hero. I just sacrifice to make your life a bit better each and every week. And this week, it is going to get better, but we're going to do something different. We're not so much going to talk about toys as much as we are going to talk about a topic near and dear to my heart, video stores. It's a special episode. It is going to be different, but it's going to be fun. I think that you will enjoy it. So buckle in, call a friend, get ready. Here we go. Toys R Us report episode number 27. listening to the Toys R Us report act like you know my first real job in life was at a movie theater at a United Artists movie theater in the downtown area where I live. It was a great job that I look back on with great fondness. I met my wife there, I met my good friend Gino Vega there, and I met many other people there that I still correspond with today. But like everything else, all good things had to come to an end, and I one day just left. I decided I'd had enough, Gino Vega had quit, the Broomtang clan had broken up, and I had just basically got to the point where I just, I wanted something different, so I quit. And, well, I spent a lot of time in between jobs before finally nailing down one at a video store. Before I really move on here, I gotta explain the Broomtang clan, and I don't want to explain it too much because... There is a future episode dedicated to movie theater memories, but the Broomtang clan was my usher mob that I ran with back in the UA days. We were unified, we were strong, and we were the best when it came to cleaning movie theaters. But that's all I'm going to say about the Broomtang right now. I want your imagination to be spinning, wondering what this awesome thing was about. Let me tell you though. It was awesome. Great time in my life that I look back at with great fondness. But I left and I got a job at Bradley Video. Bradley Video was a chain here in Sonoma County. At one time, I believe there were up to 10 stores stretching all the way up into Reno. The chain was run by Bill Bradley. Bill was a fun-loving rich guy. I do not know the origins of his money. I know that it was some kind of family thing, that his parents were rich, they gave him money to start something, and what he did was he started Bradley Video. BV was kind of a regional answer to Blockbuster. It was a big store, not like a little mom and pop store. It was pretty big with a pretty wide selection. It survived on specials with things like rent one new release, get one free, or rent two new releases, get three free. BV also offered free family and children's videos every day as well as the largest selection of adult videos from here to Portland, Oregon. And when I say we had a wide selection, I don't really think I'm getting across how wide of a selection it was. Imagine a large-sized blockbuster video. Imagine that. Okay, the big blockbuster. And then imagine there is another equally large blockbuster attached to the back of the store 
that contained nothing but adult videos. We had videos in every category and subgenre that you can imagine. Our adult video room was titanic. It was something to behold. And much like the front, we had specials every day. The special that they would push the most was rent five, get five free. So it was really regular to see some nervous looking dude evacuating the vault with a big bag full of 10 VHS cassettes. That's what we called the adult room, the vault. It wasn't what we just called it. That's what it was officially called. There was a big sign on the front that said vault. I like that name, the vault. I think it's very fitting. It fits for what it is. It is a room locked away with all sorts of weird things saved inside of it. A room where children are not allowed and only the bravest may enter. And yes, I do mean brave because I would watch people circle around the area of erotic thrillers that bordered the rim of the vault before finally finding the courage to go up in there and do what they left the house to do and get some videos. Another wacky thing that I recall about the vault was the store provided these black plastic bags that you were supposed to use to camouflage your selections from the back. I guess you weren't supposed to shock the youngsters with what you had in your hand, but everybody knew what you were doing because you had a big black plastic bag full of video cassettes. The adult side of the business was weird, but very profitable. As I recall looking at old invoices, the price of a new adult cassette was usually around $14. And that's for a brand new hot off the presses one. They would usually drop a dollar to $2 per month after they came out till eventually they were only $4.50 each. And when you consider that this is the era where a brand new release feature could cost you 80 or $90, that is a great price tag. You also have to factor in that the adult video has a higher rental price. So you could be seeing a profit on it in only one or two turns. That's what we call the rental, a turn. A new release, you might have to see 15, 10, 20 turns before you saw a profit on the tape. It was a very profitable venture and it's what kept Bradley Video afloat for so long. I'm not here to knock or defend adult videos. I just think it's really important to point out how this was a necessary part of the video business back in the day when I was involved in it. I just want to spin a quick yarn about the vault before we shut the door on it for good. One day I was back in the vault returning some videos that had recently come back into the store. I was shelving. Which is what you would spend the majority of your day doing at a high volume video store. At any rate, I was back in the vault shelving when I saw through the cracks a dude had a tape up near his face using his foot as a... Well, using his foot as a hand, I guess. Using his foot to get a better view of the tape. I remember it being just one of those days. And if you've ever worked retail, you know what I'm talking about when I say one of those days. And when I saw the dude with the video in his feet, that was the final straw. I remember thinking, I've had enough. I popped around the corner and said, sir, please do not pick up the videos with your feet. I said it loud enough so that other people could hear because I was in a mood and I wanted to embarrass him. But just as I started scolding the dude like a dork, I noticed he had no arms. I can say without there even being a tight contender, I had never been so embarrassed in my life. I just looked at the dude, summed up the situation quickly, said, oh, excuse me, I'm sorry, and turned and headed out of the vault with the uh, handful of tapes I'd come in there to put away. It kind of sucked to be me, but it kind of sucked to be him even worse because everybody in the vault had turned and uh, they were looking at him. They looked in his direction. 
it was a mortifying situation for everybody involved. All right, let's move ahead in the show to At The Movies. Yo, fool, sit down and buckle up for At The Movies with Icy Robots, VHS edition. How would you like to make a lot of money fighting? Bill was an awesome fighter. My name is Billy, not Bill, whatever. About to face off with a goon named Chung. Chung. Whatever. In a steel cage death match that's gonna be bloody. I appreciate the invitation. Lou Ferrigno. I like wrestling. Packs a lot of muscle and pushes around a lot of really tough guys. That, uh, about covers it. In cage. <laughs> Tonight on Showtime. This was another one of the tapes that I came upon after the great... Bay's Rankin video closure of a few weeks back. Cage stars Lou Ferrigno and Reb Captain America Brown. Yep, the Captain America from the original Marvel movie as two dudes, Vietnam vets, two friends, bros, brothers in arms, who after Ferrigno receives a horrible head wound in Vietnam, which drives him down into the developmentally disabled category head out on a career as cage fighters. Yeah, you heard that right. Lou Ferrigno gets injured in Vietnam, loses a great degree of his mental faculties, so thus begins a career as an early mixed martial arts fighter. This is the early days of mixed martial arts types movies. It's one of those deals where rich people get together, put on fights where dudes get in there, brawl it up, and the loser dies. I gotta say, though, and I don't say this a lot, this was a pretty bad movie. I watched it, I enjoyed it a little in a sort of watching a bad movie sort of way, but there was no way to call this good or even near good. It is definitely the kind of thing that you can enjoy if you're a fan of bad films because Lou Ferrigno plays his, um, he plays his disabilities up quite a bit, and it's a little weird and a little embarrassing to the viewer. What I mean to say is, if you are watching this movie and somebody comes in and they see you watching Lou Ferrigno acting like such a halfwit, you are gonna be a bit embarrassed. You will feel bad about watching this in front of somebody because it's just so, it's pretty offensive by today's standards of, uh, decency, I guess. At the same time, it's that same lack of decency that makes this such a great VHS tape. I would recommend if you see this one, buy it. If you can get it for like a dollar, 50 cents, buy it. It is, it is fun in the way that a bad movie is fun, and it is mostly a bad movie before it's a fun movie, but there is still some fun to be had in Cage. It's movies like this, and Any Which Way But Loose, and Bloodsport, and whatever, that got me into mixed martial arts today. I am a bit of a fan, not as much as I used to be in the early days of the UFC when it did actually resemble things like Bloodsport, but I still do follow it, and it was thanks to movies like Cage. So, in that sense, I gotta give it a positive review for historical inaccuracies, but I can't go 10, maybe I'll go 3. 3 thumbs up, ISR approved, you go get him, Ferrigno. It was the dawn of a new world. The latest must-have technology. A top-loading video cassette recorder. Television stations no longer dictated what to watch. With a drive to the video library, 
the latest Hollywood title was yours for the night. Just to become a member cost up to $500. Then you paid for movie rental on top of that. Buying a VCR cost $1,300 or six weeks wages. Shoppers had a choice of two formats, VHS or Beta. People couldn't believe you could walk into a shop and rent, say, Sound of Music in those days and uh, take it home and watch it on your TV. I like how he used Sound of Music as the example of movies that people could not believe they found at the uh, video store. I can't believe it. I found Sound of Music. (laughs) I'm sorry. That was like the worst accent I have ever made. Let's get back into the video store talk. I really only have one more topic when it comes to talk about Bradley Video, and that is the fact that the movie Scream, the video store scene in Scream, was shot at Bradley Video while I was working there. I was not working at that exact moment, only the managers got to work. Yep, that's how it was. They brought in managers from other stores, they brought in general managers, assistant managers, supervisors to man the counter because they wanted to be in the movie instead of, I don't know, throwing a bone to some of the scrubs who put in the hours and letting them maybe be extras. Nah, it went to the people up top. But it's still pretty neat because I can pop in, scream, and see where I was working at the time. And that is cool. It's cool to have the store captured on film because, well, it's gone now. The location of the store is now totally empty The shopping center, for the most part, is empty, but the building especially is empty, so it's cool to be able to see what was going on in there at the time. The filming of the scene took a day or two, which I remember thinking was a bit long. They had to close the store. I'm sure they got some kind of a location fee or whatever. I would like to have been part of it. It would be kind of neat to, like, pop scream in and go, oh, look, there's me. I could show Icy Robots Jr. and her friends. They're on a bit of a horror movie kick, and it would be cool to put in Scream and go, look, there's me. There's me in the corner shelving adult videos. But more realistically, what would probably happen is that every time I popped it in, I'd see myself and go, ugh, I've gotten so fat and ugly and old over the years. Because, well, we've all gotten a bit fat, ugly, and old over the years, haven't we? I think that I've managed to fight Father Time off a bit, but I am not the string bean that I was in the days of a Bradley video. Before we get too far off the topic of Scream, I mean, you know, before we get off the topic of Scream entirely and back into video store talk, there were a couple other of locations in my town where they did film. One of them was the Pacific Market over near my house. Well, the house that I used to live in. They filmed around the corner from there. So for a period of time, I felt like I was surrounded by Wes Craven and surrounded by Scream. This was a pretty controversial thing at the time. They wanted to use the local high school, Santa Rosa High School, as one of the settings for the movie. And they were almost set to go. I remember something in the paper about how the school had signed a contract to shoot a movie, but then some parents got all, well, they got their panties all in a bunch when they found out that it was a Wes Craven horror film. They pulled the thing entirely. I do not know where they ended up filming, but it would have been cool to have the movie be at the high school I attended. My town has sort of a uh, liberal viewpoint, but it is the sort of liberal that isn't so much allowing people to do what they want as much as it is telling other people what they can't do. I think you have an idea of what I'm talking about. All right, enough talk about Scream, enough talk about politics. Let's take a listen to a videotape commercial about the warehouse and their new video rental program. Let me see if I can find it here. Da, 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 da. All right, here it is. Okay, take it away. Oh, 
All warehouse record and video stores have a sensational video rental program. Right now, rent the movies of your choice for only $2 per movie per day. That's right, $2 per day. Hundreds to choose from, including Raging Bull, Ordinary People, Airplane, Coming Home, Fame, Superman the Movie, The Jazz Singer with Neil Diamond, or many other great movies on video at only $2 per movie per day. Where at the warehouse? Why not see the movies of your choice at home tonight? Movies on video, $2 per movie per day. Where at the warehouse? Eventually, BV went into bankruptcy, but company vice president Joe went and got the remaining assets of Bradley and opened up his own video chain called Joe Video. Joe Video survives even until today. I believe they have three, three places left here in town, and we have another video store as well. So in one sense, my town is video store rich. Some places have none. We have the Joe videos, and the other store is called Video Droid. And Video Droid is really, really, really well stocked with all sorts of obscure videos, all sorts of weird Asian horror movies. They are a really really nice video shop. I don't get over there enough though. It is all the way on the other side of town and you know I do I do feel bad because I do not get to the video store as often as I used to. I am now more of a movie theater goer. I go to the movies almost every week so I see like just about everything that I want to see but when I was younger and didn't go to the theater as much I used to rent like crazy and I really enjoy the experience of getting out of the house, going somewhere and just being around other people and doing something, something communal because there is a nice communal aspect to the video store that Netflix and any of these streaming services have. And one thing that the video store has over the movie theater is that while our local movie theater might get 12, 15 movies maybe, the video store is getting twice that, maybe three times that every week. You get a full range of things that might not have gotten a theatrical release. You know, foreign movies, weird straight-to-DVD horror movies, erotic thrillers, you know, the kind of things that just don't make it into the theater, but still might be worth going to check out. That is where the strength of the video store lies. They give you the selection that you did not even know you needed. And there is just not enough to be said about the fact of getting out of your house. Convenience is nice, Netflix is nice, Hulu is nice, all of these things are good, but there is something to be said for getting out of the house and doing real life things. And I think that is one of the things that's missing in this world of convenience. Just the getting out and doing something. Just the fact of taking your family down to the store, renting a movie with your girlfriend or your wife, your kids get a different movie, and then you watch them. There is a lot to be said for that communal experience of picking and watching. And plus, not to mention that while Netflix and Hulu are the same for everybody, everybody's local area had a different video store and that store had its own individual flavor. There is just not enough to be said again about maintaining a certain amount of a uh, local flavor. Even like video store names are great. We got Bradley Video, Bay's Rinkin Video, Video Schmidio, Video Droid, Vulcan Video. These are all fun names and they're fun things to have in your town. Even a Blockbuster or a Hollywood, while vilified at the time, it was still nice to have one. Well, it was nicer to have one around you than it is to not have one around you. If you are lucky enough to have a mom and pop video store around you, I implore you, go there. 
rent something. Support your community and support keeping your town different than every other town. I'm really feeling the loss of Bay's Rinkin' Video. While I was not the biggest Bay's Rinkin' Video purveyor, I can see how losing it is losing something in my town. It's something that we don't have anymore that had been there for a long time. So please, if you have one of these around you, go check it out. Go check it out before it's too late. Rent a couple movies. Take your kids. Rent some video games. They rent video games. You don't have to buy it. You could rent it and just play it for a while and bring it back. Go and help them out. All right, guys. Let's take another listen to a VHS commercial that I got. Then we're going to come back for one small segment before heading into the Toys R Us report itself. Let me dig around the stack of VHS tapes here and see what I can find. All right. Oh, is this it? Okay, here it is. All right. Cold hit it. a wide selection of films, adventures, dramas, mysteries, comedies, classics, and children's fare. Don't hesitate to ask your video retailer for suggestions. In addition to the movies you already know, he can recommend many lesser-known films you're bound to enjoy. Remember, great entertainment awaits you, weekends and weekdays. Make sure to visit virtualdirtmall.com and support the show with a generous purchase of some retro or not-so-retro junk. You won't be sorry for long. If trying to stream is making you scream... I hate streaming. Yeah, I hate streaming. I hate it, too. Why deal with Netflix when Vulcan Video makes it so easy? Quit scrolling. Quit streaming. Start dreaming. About V. H. I love that. It's from a bit that Jimmy Kimmel did with Matthew McConaughey where they went down to Austin and filmed a commercial for a uh, video store, a uh, mom and pop video store called Vulcan Video. If you go to YouTube and you type in Kimmel Video Store, it's the first thing that pops up. It came out a couple days ago. It's really neat. The video store looks super fun. They still have their entire collection of VHS tapes. I mean, how awesome is that? To me, that is super awesome. I don't always watch VHS. I do watch DVDs sometimes, but I never got a hankering for the uh, DVD format. I don't know why. I don't know. I have never liked discs as much as I like cassettes. That goes for music, too. I do have a pretty extensive collection of uh, CDs, but they just don't have that romantic feel to me that a plastic cassette does. I don't know why. I'm sure it's just me. I don't know. It is just my personal preference. I am fully aware that discs are superior in almost every way. I just like the plastic feel of a cassette. I like sliding them in. I like pulling them out. I like rewinding them with a pencil. I don't know. I'm old school. What can I say? I'm an old school fool, I guess. I don't think that VHS is ever going to come back. I know that it's gone, and I know that it's just something from the past that I enjoy, but I do think that it's very important to try to save a lot of these movies that were only released on VHS. Movies and music are our culture. It's what we have. It's what we have produced that is important, and it's just we can't let these things go. Somebody took the time to put it together and make it and to spend their hard well, they spend their hard effort as well as, you know, their hard money to make something that they wanted people to enjoy. And it is important for us to curate these things and to keep them. I think so. I don't know. It's not the most important thing in the world. It's not as important as, like, bringing clean water to people in underdeveloped countries. But you don't want to let the art of your society just get thrown to the wayside. 
I'll throw this out there right now. If you guys have VHS tapes that you're looking to get rid of, if they're good ones, I don't want copies of like Hope Floats or that double tape Titanic. If you have good stuff that you, you've collected but you no longer want, send it to me and I will curate it. I have a nice area set aside for tapes and I'll take care of it. I mean it. I really will. If you have these things, email me. It's iceberg13, 13, 13 is all spelled out at gmail.com, iceberg13 at gmail.com, and I will be happy to take them off your hands. You'll have to mail it to me. I'm not going to pay for that, but if you have a VHS collection that you no longer have the space for, I'll take care of it for you. I will put it away, and I will make sure that these movies are not lost to the generation. That's just me being generous. <laughs> it's really just me wanting to add to my own collection, but it, it serves a double purpose. All right, guys, that is probably as much VHS talk as anybody can ever handle in one week. Let's get ready for the Toys R Us Report. Toy Talk on my toy podcast. You've made it this far. It's time. The final segment, your weekly toy shop update, the Toys R Us Report. All right, here it is, the final segment of the show, the Toys R Us Report itself, where I talk to you about the cool things I saw or did not see at my local toy shops. Unfortunately, I did not see a bunch of cool things. The Marvel Legends are starting to roll in to the TRU. That's a good thing, but what we are mostly seeing is Hawkeye and Machine Man. It seems like these are going to be the big peg warmers for the immediate future. I mean, there are just, that's all there is. There's Hawkeye, and there's Machine Man. That That's really it. And what are you going to do? I mean, before, it was nothing. Now it is these two. And really, that's it. That's all there is. But we do have a little uh, word on the Sabine front. If you guys have been paying attention, you know that I am neck deep in the search for a Star Wars Rebels Sabine Wren. Well, Entertainment Earth is reporting that they have them in stock, so... It only stands to reason that we might be seeing some of them soon at the uh, stores I frequent. One can only hope, though, because it does seem like there's a long time between when they get something in the store and when it actually uh, hits the shelves. We also have been going to the Walgreens again. And I'll tell you, man, Walgreens has become a toy wasteland where it appears that at one time they were going to get up into the toy game. The aisles are now mostly vacant around here. I don't know what's up with that, I guess. They did get some extra toys because it was Christmas time, but what I had been hearing was there was like a company-wide edict that they were going to dedicate more space to toys, but that just hasn't happened. I guess, I don't know, cry me a river, what am I going to do about it, right? I just like having more places to go toy hunt, so Walgreens, get back on the ball, start putting more money into toys because I'll buy them. Or at the very least, I will go look at them and tell people here what you have. I don't know. It is sometimes hard to fill this space when there's not a lot going on up in the toy shop. So we're going to head out of here. It's been a fun show. We've had a good time. Make sure to go check out Entertainment Earth and spend it till you cannot spend anymore. Make sure to check out the Retro Junkies Network. Hop on over to virtualdirtmall.com and make a generous purchase of some retro or not so retro junk. You won't be sorry for long. You can find us on Twitter at ICRobots. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash ICRobots. I think that's where you need to go. We need some people to sign up over there. We need some more participants in the Mini Mate name game. So, you know, do what you got to do to make the time to get over there. And with that said, this is ICRobots signing off episode number 27. And for all the boys over at the ICRobots Command Center, if you don't know, now you know.
This has been an IC Robots Radio production.